on today's show. Luka Doncic makes his fourth first-team All-NBA in a row. Can he catch Dirk? Can he catch LeBron? And then we'll talk about the Mavericks' offseason plans and answer your questions on who should the Mavericks call first in the offseason. Talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Maps your first listen each and every day. Every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, and subscribe for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section who's your first call in the offseason if you were Nico Harrison. Which team are you calling first? Who are you reaching out to first? Free agent. Let us know in the comment section. Also, if you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us. Uh, participate in mailbags like today uh, all throughout the offseason we'll have a lot more stuff as uh, things get revved back up again subscribe to our subtext click the link in the description below subscribe to the tutorial and then you can uh, support the show really appreciate it joining me as always my co-host writer contributor at mavs.com the friday phony the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris guys we got two more pods after this until we know the draft order wow tuesday night Monday uh, should be a fun one. We'll have some. We'll have a couple more teams eliminated over the weekend. At least one game seven that's happening. Uh, but might have some teams that's willing to blow it up a little bit Ooh. this summer. Will Marcus Smart maybe? I don't know. They just forced the game seven. So <laughs> I was hoping maybe the, the the Celtics would get eliminated and then weekend. But on Sunday there will be potentially three game sevens. We're recording during Suns Nuggets, so we don't know about that one yet. But Great Mother's Day. Uh, yeah, that was going to be maybe a little tough. But on today's show, we're answering your questions about all kinds of different stuff. The offseason, we'll talk about uh, – there's a question about Marcus Smart, which I, I found kind of interesting. Um, if you were Nico Harrison, who are, your, who are the first five calls that you're making to free agents, teams? I thought that was an interesting question. We'll do some rapid fire on who's your ideal top four in the lottery. But let's start here, Isaac Harris. Luka Doncic named to his fourth – First team All-NBA, his fourth All-NBA selection in his career. An incredible accomplishment. He joins Tim Duncan, Kevin Kevin Durant, and some guy from the 40s, Max Zavlowski. Yeah, 40s, I got jersey. Yeah, he must. <laughs> uh, to be the only players with four first team All-NBA selections under the age of 25. That's an incredible accomplishment. And, uh, and yeah, now four, four in a row. First of all, I think we should just do this. Did he deserve it? Yeah, he did. I mean, we talked about, you know, the debate between, you know, him, Donovan Mitchell, SGA, uh, ended up not being close. I mean, it's not like it was like a blowout as far as like votes, but um, I thought it would be pretty like a pretty tight race. And, you know, he ended up winning pretty good uh, over Donovan Mitchell. So, yeah, him and SGA getting the two guard spots in the first team. And, uh, man, I mean, it really is pretty insane. Like when you think about all the awards – uh, you know, in the league and so like all NBA is right up there at the top, you know, outside of, you know, obviously playoffs rings, you know, that means more rings culture hashtag uh, or MVPs, you know, first team all, all NBA 
Big. For a lot of people, is right after that. I mean, that's in for Luca to have four in his first five years. Like it's, I mean, this is the thing. Sorry, like you are one of the five best players in the league, six best players in the league. Now, obviously, there's injuries and some of that it hurts Durant, some of these guys. But for four out of his first five years, I mean, insane. Dirk had four in his whole career. In 21, in 21 years, he had four first-team All-NBAs. Now he has 12 overall. So the question that came in from Subtext was, can Luka catch LeBron with 19 All-NBA selections? That's the most in NBA history. Next on that list is Duncan, Kareem, and Kobe with 15. And then obviously Dirk has 12. Let's just go, let's just go through the whole list. Can he catch Dirk? He's got to get eight more. I, I feel confident he can get eight more in his uh-huh. career. I feel confident about that one. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I feel confident in that. He's not he's not catching LeBron. LeBron might get one again next year and make it 20. To make it 20, Luca would have to play an insane amount. We've already heard from him when he was asked about the scoring title, like the all-time like most points in NBA history. Like, "Hey, would you ever reach this?" He said, "I don't think I'm going to play that long." Guys, if I if I if I could put money down on <laughs> on Luca not playing 20 years in the league. <laughs> I mean, where where did I place my bet? Here's here's my take, though. I think that there's going to be a time in his career, and we all hope it's this offseason. It could be several offseasons from now, but where he's going to hit that same spot in his career that Nash did, that Dirk did, where they start taking the, the game seriously, they start taking like their prep and their body seriously, that he goes vegan, something, like some kind yeah. of big change that Dirk and Nash really went through. Like Their careers kind of parallel themselves in some ways. We heard J.J. Barea before last season talk about, hey, he just needs to take that next step and become more mature. We've talked about it with his conditioning. We've talked about it with his uh, how he you know uh, handles the referees on the court and all that stuff. If he hits that, then maybe there's a mindset change for Luca, where he says, "I can, I can play a little longer, and I want to play longer." Especially if he hasn't gotten the title yet. At that point, yeah, uh, so that, I think that it's all about the title thing. Like, I expect him to get a title. I, I mean, if I had to bet on, I guess multiple titles. It's the once Luca has two or three rings, he's been in the league 10, 11, 12 years. Does he? care that much like, at that point that's what like, i'm saying it would have to be some it. kind of I've got mindset some MVPs. change yeah some kind of change where right now it seems like he gets to the end of the season and he's gassed like he's done he's spent because he gives it all he gives it all on the court because you know and, or he's not conditioned enough to not have to give it all on the court so maybe that changes my guy's in, like in 33 he's got a couple mvps couple rings and he's like i think i'm gonna go back to madrid so. hey i mean Maybe that's what he wants to do. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. And we'll still be here on Lockdown Mavericks by then. <laughs> still what does the podcast look like when he's 33? It will just be like uh, beamed into your brain somehow, I think, right? You have holographic versions of us. There'll be some kind of chip in your head that you'll be able to hear. Instead of headphones, you'll be able to just hear it straight into your brain instead of holograms of us standing in your rooms talking. <laughs> Uh, our next question, just from just from the offseason, what would your definition of a realistic and successful offseason look like? Start. Let's just start naming some names, and then we'll we'll do the one later that I really like is the who are your first five calls in the offseason? But who are just some realistic names in the offseason you're looking at? Yeah, well, I mean, I took I didn't take this like specific names. I just put reali- like oh, realistic, realistic off-season? successful offseason. Resign Kyrie. Okay. Invest in a big multiple wings there you go 
I've been doing too much like corporate vision work. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> I'm like trying to like simplify. Strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> but what are, the, those what are the, the, what wait, what are the corporate words that the Mavericks should do in the off season? Like? <laughs> Trust, <laughs> dedication. Yeah. I, I, I can't get back in that. I'm trying to get out of that mode right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are great. Because their number one, their number one objective in the offseason is re-sign Kyrie. Everything changes yeah. if you can't if you can't accomplish that. Invest in a big is my number two because I think it should be outside of Kyrie their number one thing. They have to get some kind of center. We've said this several times. I'm going to keep saying it for the everydayers for the Raccoon Squad. You're going to hear me say go. this so much. If Dwight Powell is the starting center, oh, yeah. or there's even a question about him as a starting center by the time the next season rolls around, it's a massive failure from the front office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then three multiple wings. Like I think that's I think that's great. That's that's a great yeah. off season. And I think it is realistic. They they don't have a ton of assets to make some moves, but they do have some, and they have to make them now because they're in win now mode right now. Right? They they can't do they can't be messing around at this point because you're you need to be worried about losing Luca, and they are worried about it. And so I think that there there is some some fire under them. And yeah. I so I think they should be looking at what Brunson is doing right now and being very embarrassed and wanting to like make up for that. I think in the off season. Yeah. So I, I think a realistic scenario is like re-signing Kyrie. Then you're looking at names like Miles Turner, Clint Capella. Oh yeah. DeAndre Ayton. And then oh, if no. you invest, you know, 20, 25, 30 million dollars into a big, uh, which I could see them doing this off season. Then you're looking at then you have to lower a little bit from the multiple wings to get multiple wings in here. Yeah. So then you're looking at you know Kyle Anderson, Nick Batum, Thibel, um, Okoro, Dorian Finney-Smith. Yep. Like, is there a world that you can pull you know pull off a couple of these other wings to where you can add a couple wings to the to the mix with Reggie Bullock or Josh Green and yeah. There are options on on each level, and we'll be going through them all throughout the offseason. But coming up. If you're Nico Harrison, what are your first five calls in the offseason? Let's, let's say you have to rank them. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about eBay Motors. eBay Motors has you covered. They know that every player on your roster has to be the right fit. We know that for a championship team, even just a Western Conference Finals team, all those pieces had to fit, and it had to work well together. So it's the same with uh, car parts and accessories. Head to eBay Motors with the eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check so you know that it will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence, baby, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And it's over 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on eBay Motors. Dot com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Apply. All right, Isaac Harris. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, making us your first listen, being part of the Raccoon Squad, being an everydayer. We appreciate each and every one of you for answering your questions on subtext. Again, you can subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description below. We're trying to get to, we're trying to get to an amount. When we get closer, we'll we'll tell you what it is. But we're trying to get to an amount to keep this to keep it going, uh, as we test this for the Lockdown Network. You guys are the first one of the first ones to be able to to take advantage of this. Uh, a question came in. I thought this was a great one. Cuban calls you up, hires you to be the GM. What are your first five calls or choices you're making and trying to do? Let's say you have the number ten pick. So the lottery comes in. You get the number ten pick. You've got the stuff that you that you have. What are your first five calls? Let's just go like, 
Let's go one and one. You, you say your okay. first call, and I'll say my first. Well, I'm gonna throw you, I'm gonna throw you a curveball right at the top. Stop! You changed the question. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm it is. It's I'm a call- conference call. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm calling Frank Vogel. Wow. And I'm saying if he wants to be our head coach. That well, the head coach. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Did wow. I say that? Did I say that? Okay. Well, no. The the wow. assistant spot. <laughs> you know. Assistant. Yeah, I mean, wow. if he wants something out, you know, a bigger spot, I'd entertain it. I'm, I, you, I told you, you I'd know, throw you a curveball. It was a curveball, <laughs> and it hit me square in the back, and, I, and then I wasn't ready for it. But I, I'm for it. I'm for, I didn't even think about it in that direction. I went all players. I went. All yeah, teams. I know. I know. That's why I said a curveball. I'm I'm for it. You know I am. I, I do yeah. think I still do think I'll, I'll take up for kid in this. I do think there is still some Kyrie Irving. Jason Kidd connection yeah. there that will keep him in Dallas. So I mean, the question was, if I was hired as GM, what would I do personally right, right now? That would be my first call. But if you did that, then are you like endangering of losing Kyrie if you bring in Frank Vogel and send Jason Kidd? Mm, that's true. The- Who would be your first call? My first call. I'm going to Cleveland. I'm calling up and I'm checking in, Ooh. checking in on our dream target of Jared Allen. Okay. Checking in on him. And also the bonus, I get to check on Isaac Okoro, too. Like, hey, can we, is there some kind of package deal? Because that fixes two of your problems in one swoop. So that's so my first Y'all were call. interested in Tim. Is there any? I'm still. I'm, I got the 10th pick. I got Tim Hardaway. I, you know, maybe it's Josh Green. I, I've got I've got some things for you. And uh, and that's that's my first call to check in on that. I'm not expecting yeah. anything. But your first call shouldn't be like, all right, this is the this is the the single. I'm hitting. I'm, I'm getting this one right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My my second call is to Masai in Toronto, and I'm do you, saying, do you want my job? <laughs> Take over my GM job want, that Mark Cuban <laughs> just gave me. <laughs> no, I'm calling. Yeah, I'm calling Masai and just saying, hey, what's the price of all your pieces? Like, that's my second. That's my second one too. Like, let me check back in on OG. What's the cost for Siakam? Yep. What are you? What's the options looking like for Van Vliet and you know Gary Trent? Just everything in Toronto, I got to check in because most of those pieces would fit in Dallas, and I'd be interested in all, all of those guys for the right price. That's my second one, too. Just just to check in, just to see what they are, especially on OG, where they are. We know that he's been shot before. I know I talked to Sean Woodley, Locked on Raptors recently, and he said, I went from thinking that OG would be definitely traded at one point mm-hmm. in the season to Man, OG may be the the second safest Raptor on the roster after Scotty Barnes, like just because of the coaching yeah. change and the shift in their focus. So we don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going I've on. I've been adamant since the first rumor that they should not trade OG. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> like well, I, I he mean, should. You want to pair a guy like that with Scotty Barnes? They do it if they're if they're deciding to like. All right, we're gonna overhaul everything. We're, we're you know we're Van Vliet's gonna be gone. Like we're we're gonna start selling off some of these parts and just like do a a quick on the fly rebuild around Scotty Barnes. Yeah. My next call is miles Turner. I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to call the team. Am I calling he's called, Pacers? No, he's I'm, calling straight. I'm call, Yeah. I'm calling about miles Turner because I think he is, I think he is one of the more gettable bigs that fits so well into what the Mavericks want to do. Uh, he's been available in the past, even as recently as last year <laughs> he was available. Yeah. So yeah, that's my next call. My next call would be Bob Myers. And I got to know what's happening with Draymond. And what what's like, what's happening? Like is he picking Rich up? <laughs> yeah, is it was well, he picking up the option? And you know, are you entertaining trades? You just going to run it back? Um, 
are you interested in any type of sign and trade, you know, in in all of that? I would I would definitely be calling Bob Myers. That's Not about one. Jordan Poole, but Draymond. <laughs> that's a great one. I consider that one. My next one would be the Atlanta call. Yeah, that's my next one. Yeah, I'm calling. I'm calling down there. I'm checking in on our package of Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter. I'm, call- I'm checking on both of them because well, they're kind of like the East version of Toronto. Like, I mean, even you know, Clint in the fact of like they have multiple pieces that you'd be interested in. They're both in the East. That's true. They're the second <laughs> East. They're version. the South version. The South version. South of version. The South version. American version. Um. <laughs> Because like Bogdan, I'd be interested in him for the right price. Oh, Obviously, DeAndre Hunter. <laughs> All right, whatever. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm checking in on those two because Clint Capella he he doesn't fit the defense. They would have to change some things, but he fits. They need a rebounder. They need a big. He fits the, the price range that you want for that type of big. And then DeAndre Hunter comes in and, and helps that wing spot a lot, yeah. like a lot. And I think he fits a little bit better with Luca and Kyrie than he does with, with Trey and, and DeJounte, in my opinion. Yeah. I got one more call. Do you got one more? Yeah, I got one more, too. All right, go for it. Brooklyn. I'm calling Brooklyn. I'm asking Ooh. about Claxton. I'm asking about Dorian. I'm asking about what are you doing with Royce O'Neal's non-guaranteed? That's probably my last one because yeah. I think that one's – a little more guaranteed than a Warriors call. A Warriors call is, is a tough, long call to me. If I if I get yeah. five, then Brooklyn's one of my my top five. Okay, my first five, I guess. So my last call, on I mean, in all honesty, this guy's probably my first call, <laughs> uh, but I just had to put it on fifth here. Is Bill Duffy? Um, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> calling Bill Duffy, checking in on Luca. You know, seeing how the off season's going what where's Lucas mind at and stuff but I'm also checking in on DeAndre Ayton mm. hey Bill Bill where is he at like be honest where is his head at does he just need a change of scenery I think his value could be so low this summer and it's like hey if we got him with Luca would he try would he like basketball then or would they right. just play overwatch I I need to know so or would he, or would he ra- my my thought on Aiden is recently as I'm watching uh, in the second quarter the Nuggets are up by 20. <laughs> right now? Yeah, uh, it's 48 oh. to 28 in this game right now. Let's my thought, go, baby. my one thought on Aiden is, what if he wants like a more hands-off coach? And it, Jason Kidd is well, that. Well, he's going to get it. I was going to say <laughs> if Jason came to Kidd Dallas. is that guy. Like maybe huh. he, maybe he reaches him a little bit better than like a hands-on Monty Williams guy that you and I would both love as the coach of of the Mavericks. But yeah. but we don't know what kind of coach Aiton wants, and maybe yeah. he reacts better to that. Maybe he reacts better to you know, pop, you know, types. No, just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, that one's interesting. It's not not one of my first calls, but the eight uh, staying on that team would be. Wild There's no way. I can't. No I, way. We said he's, that last year. The other thing played, I laughed. He's played his last game in Phoenix. The other, the other thing that I laughed at that you said is that his cost may be really low. This is the exact same conversation we had about Rudy Gobert, and then he got traded for like one of the biggest packages <laughs> we've seen. Uh, Minnesota's not on my list of calls. I was gonna say which, which. Well, maybe we should because they don't have any assets anymore, but they make some weird yeah. trades. Great question. Whoever sent that in. That was a great one. Appreciate that one. Coming up, let's get into the whole freaking segment. (laughs) Yeah, I knew that would take us a while. Coming up, let's talk about Marcus Smart because the Celtics are going to a game seven, but the Dallas native may may be the one that gets shipped out. So we'll talk about that. Maybe. 
All right, Isaac Harris, thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs. We appreciate each and every one of you sticking with us uh, all throughout this offseason because, man, you're listening to the third segment of a of the fifth day of a Dallas Mavericks podcast in the fifth week of the offseason. You, you are a real one, day. and I love you. <laughs> Another question came in. We definitely don't have the assets for Jalen Brown. That is correct. Sorry, Jimmy, we don't. But Jimmy. when we... Yeah, all things, all things Mavs, Jimmy. He tried with his, with a tweet this week. <laughs> Did not hit it. Friend of the show. Sorry, bud. I wish uh, the tenth pick could get you, Jalen Brown. Second pick, maybe. Yes. Would you trade Scoot for Jalen Brown? Yes, yes, I would. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. But would you guys have? Would you guys like some? Uh, but would we have something like you guys mentioned for Smart? Was is the wording of the question? Would mm. he want to come home? Would he want to come play with Kyrie? What are your thoughts on Marcus Smart? I have no clue if if he would like to play with Kyrie, but yeah, I mean, if he could, if he wants to come to Dallas, if he's gettable, I'd definitely go after him. I think he could be gettable. I think Derek White's played really well for him, so if they, yeah, you know, have to pick or something like that, it'd be kind of tough for him. But I'd be down if I was down. He's. I will say this: he's not the. I think some people have in their brain. Some people have in their brain that he's like the lockdown, like he's, you know, he Caruso basically he defensive player of the year. I know, but like it, I don't think he's like that right now for like opposing point guards. But he is what Dylan Brooks thinks he is. So <laughs> I, I I want him. I would definitely take him. Dylan Brooks should watch a lot of Marcus Smart tape from like when he got came into the league and where he is now. Because if he could just mold into that, then it's a much better player. Because Marcus Smart did come in as like a, I'm a point guard, I'm a scorer, I'm a twenty point per game guy. Yeah. And now he he's just he's toned it down that, a lot. He's accepted that he's not. Uh, Marcus Smart would be would be great. That, that's that's a such a great fit. He doesn't need the ball in his hands, but he can have it. He can do some playmaking things. Just such a great. You wish he was a little bit better shooter on the outside to to uh, like to to be a, a spacer for the Mavericks. But you still have to respect him out there. And so yeah. I think that's a great fit. And I've been clear on this: the Mavs don't need that much more offense. You can afford to get a couple of defensive guys. Uh, especially if the Mavericks change their offense at all and make it more effective because yeah. those Luca and Kyrie can make enough shots on their own. But if they had an offense that actually like, worked around them, then uh, that would help a lot. The other thing is that I, I saw recently Bill Simmons and Kevin O'Connor on, on the ringer, both big Celtics guys, obviously Bill Simmons. No they, way. The two guys that they would ship out if the Celtics were to lose would be Rob Williams and Marcus Smart. So they both fit in Dallas. Rob Williams scares me a little bit, just his injury history. But the like contract prize, I think, it would be fun. Yeah, you can do worse for all right. Let's bring in forty million dollars or thirty million dollars of of salaries and get Marcus Smart and Rob Williams. You can yeah. do worse than that. Heck yeah! And I, I saw somebody recently in the comments, our comments, say, "Stop talking." Oh, this was in my, the draft pod I did with Richard Stamen. Stop talking about guards. We have enough guards. Not true. Really? Well, not yeah. not true. Like they still need guards. Think about at times last year, Kyrie Irving at the end of the season was the best guard defender the Mavericks had. Yeah. Right. Jason Kidd was using him and guarding the best guard at times, like in close games down the stretch. That's where they were. So they they do need somebody like that. They do need guards. So yeah. Whether it's a Case and Walls in the draft or a Marcus Smart, like on, the, on whatever end of the spectrum it is, they do need guards. You can't just say we don't. We have enough guards. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's do a couple rapid fire questions. Um, what's your ideal top four of the draft lottery order, including the Mavs and not including the Mavs? Let's just do not including the Mavs because we've talked about the Mavs. I mean, be Mavs one. So. 
So let's line up the Eastern Conference here. Uh, I would do Orlando, Washington, Detroit, and Charlotte. Washington? Yeah. Give them Scoot. Scoot in Washington would be hilarious. It's just John Wall 2.0. Yeah. (laughs) They need a a young guy. Wimby... It's it's a tie for me, kind of like or, Orlando or Detroit. I would yeah, love I, it. I Detroit. Yeah. I just I'm all in on Paolo. Everybody knows that, and Wimby and Paolo together and Franz for the next years would be so much fun. Yeah, I think I think Cade and Wembenyama is a is a fascinating duo. Yeah. I think that that works so well with with Cade's passing. I think it works a little bit better than the two guys in in Orlando, just duo wise. Yeah, and then Scoot with. Scoot in Orlando, pushing the pace with with Paolo on one side and Franz Wagner on the other, and uh, I think that's great. And then I put Charlotte three. Give them Brandon Miller. They got they need something. Give them <laughs> give Charlotte something. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't. If I was go listen to Doug fan. Branson and, and yeah. Walker Mail for uh for all your Charlotte. Horror. What a tough situation. <laughs> uh, from Greg and Wendy, do you think the Mavs will hire JJ Barea as an assistant from coach? Greg and Wendy. Greg and Wendy came up to me at a game. I know Greg and Wendy. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was more of a reference for me than it was for you. All right. Uh, but, yeah, would you see J.J. Bray as assistant coach? It's kind of sad, I mean, because he's been very vocal that he wants to be an assistant in the NBA and that he would love to be in Dallas. Um, it's like, what else do you got to say? I know, and it's kind of tough that he isn't getting a shot yet. And I mean, I would. I mean, you're talking about somebody. I asked Mark Cuban to his face if he would have his number retired so i mean I, on this on this pod you on this pod yeah and I, and I i mean i want i'm a huge jj brand fan so yes i wish he would get hired assistant coach i don't know if he will the other part of the question is would kid perceive that as a threat to his job i don't think kid yeah that part no I don't yeah think so. no no um kid, who would luca choose kid was not concerned that they weren't going to make the playoffs I, I don't think he's concerned about his job at all unless that's why he, he tanked didn't, it. Unless, he tanked. unless that's why he didn't hire like an experienced head coach behind him. I mean, maybe, maybe initially, then you make the Western conference finals and then maybe he feels better about it. And yeah. now he can, but he, he got asked that question about, you know, are you concerned about missing the playoffs? And he said, you know, no, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> Which also Mavs haven't hired that guy yet. One of their waiting yeah, on somebody. They haven't had a co- they haven't hired the coach yet. So I mean, there's a lot of open spots right. I mean, Milwaukee's job is open right now. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, another question: What are your expectations for Jaden Hardy playing in the summer league now that he has some NBA experience under his belt? I mean, summer league's so hard to yeah. like figure out, like predict, <laughs> because on, on paper you're like, man, he's gonna kill summer league. And that first game is summer league, twenty eight points. We're all freaking out. I mean, he could go there and have games like that, or he could go there and just be like chill. And so, I mean, yeah, I lean towards him just dominating summer league and let's do it. He'll probably, since he's a second year player, played in the G League, did all that. He'll probably come in. I'm, I'm disappointed by this already, but he'll come in, score 30 in his first game or like 15 in the first half or so 20 in the first half or something. And then just be done the rest of summer league. Just play. I'll, he'll be one of those. We've seen that in the past. Just you play one game, show that you're the best player on the court by a, a margin, and then you're just done. Yeah, that's sad to me because I would love to see him play every game and see him like with the ball in his hands a little bit more and like whoever whoever the rookie is or whatever and see him see them play off each other. But I don't think it'll happen. This year's summer league though, Chet might be back. 
this past rookie class. None of these guys are going to play. I have I've no hope in summer league anymore for any of these guys. Really? Whatever. I know. I, lo- I lost I lost my hope in it because it just seems like guys come in, they play one game, or they just don't play at all. Well, Ever since Luca didn't play, I'm like, eh. How, how high would a, it would break all the summer league ratings, right, if it's Wemby versus Chet in a summer oh league game? Oh, my gosh. Or gosh, just the, they, the Wemby scoot thing again. Like, can they do Wemby scoot again? Yeah. <laughs> that, the that NBA game would fire off, like, ten different tweets on their social <laughs> media impressions and <laughs> – uh, there you go. If you guys have more questions, if you guys want to text us, subscribe to our subtext. We appreciate each and every one of you. Monday, we'll be back talking about the teams that got eliminated. See if the Mavericks can pick off some pieces. Maybe it's the Celtics. Maybe the Sixers. Probably the Suns at this point. But, uh, yeah, text us on the subtext. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us this week on Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.